This is the Week 15 Fantasy Football Podcast. Featuring Jonathan Keith and Tyler Harnish. Week 15 listeners, what's up guys? It's been a couple weeks, we're back. Tyler's back, he's healthy, kinda, yeah? Eh? I'm eh? getting over it. Yeah. You'll, have, you'll have to excuse my nasally cough or slash runny nose I got going on. So <laughs> it's all good. I'm, I'm here, I'm ready to give we're you some We're glad knowledge. you're here. It was weird to do this by myself a couple weeks ago. We decided to kick next last week's episode because we wanted to have him back. We got him back. At least, at least you know, what were you like? probable coming into the day and you're going to suit up yeah, you're suiting sure. up we're here all right i'm hyped about it all right man let's start us off with some wins go ahead yeah i'm i think our wins are probably going to uh align here a little bit but the boys all are all are all on the same oh yeah dude uh, Heck basketball yeah. team um they're playing upward for the first year or at least mine is they're all on the same team uh and henry man this is kind of a loss and a win but he he about middle of the second quarter that he played, he come running off crying. <laughs> they won't pass me the ball. Truman thinks about it, dude. He was, was like, they won't pass the ball. But what really got him was one of his teammates actually physically took the ball from him. <laughs> and he was so upset. But the win part is that we talked him down. He went back in. They won the game, and he is still in on basketball. Dude, so awesome. Good. I told him, awesome. I said, dude, have fun, play hard. That's it. In that order. Yeah. You're five years old, man. Dude, it was Just, awesome. Have fun, play hard. First of all, seeing our boys out there together was freaking clutch. I mean, so 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 Henry and Roman are in kindergarten. Correct. Ty or Truman is in second grade. Truman is not as hyped about it right now because he's it's like K through two. So he's been playing at these basketball camps at Eastern that have been really good. So like he views this as like kind of a step down a little bit. Like he he wasn't as hyped to be there. But the game was he was looking forward. To, it was his birthday, and that's my win. Is that it was Truman's birthday this past weekend. He is freaking an awesome kid and uh he he was excited to have a basketball game he had this whole itinerary he was like i want dad to make his breakfast i want to go to my game then i want everybody to go out to lunch and then i want to have dinner with just the four of us and then i want everybody to come over for cake and ice creams <laughs> so there you go it, it kind of happened in that in that capacity a little bit we had to change things in the morning the game was at eight o'clock i know dude it's rough i was like dude we're gonna have to do breakfast after and so he was like that's fine and saturday felt like three days wrapped up oh yeah it was a crazy day but no the game the game was fun truman and roman or sorry truman and henry we're in the first little group. Yeah. And Truman gets the ball in the first possession, goes and scores, and they call him for travel. I'm like, dude, it's upward, bro. Come right. on. And uh, he ended up doing well. Roman, though, Roman got his first bucket, and he gets his pride from his dad. Let's put it that way. <laughs> his little cocky swagger to him. He, like, hits his first bucket and just both fingers to the sky. I'm here. I'm here. Check and, out Johnny's uh, socials for that. It's, dude, it's, oh, it's man. Gold. I'll post it on Instagram, too. It was, dude, it was it was funny. It was pretty much exactly how I expected it to go I if mean, he scored. I mean, he had 12 points. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. He even scored one on the wrong goal. Like, it was all, <laughs> he was just, give me the ball and watch what I do with it all game. He was having a blast. But, no, he's, and, he, and we talked about this last week, or last episode. He wasn't going to play. He was like, I can't do it. I just yeah. want to play football Tryouts and baseball. rough. And uh, we talked him back into it, and now he thinks he's uh, God's gift to basketball. So we'll have to tone down a couple notches. But, uh, no, he was he was having fun. And, and Truman's birthday went super well. Uh, he, got, he, picked, he picked IHOP to go to lunch to. Mm. I was like, there's 48 options that I would choose. Yeah. Oh. And, well, it was like a breakfast lunch because okay. after the game. And uh, I was like, why did you choose IHOP? And he was like, two years ago, 
when we went to Oklahoma, we stopped at an IHOP. That's why he wanted to go. Okay. I said, okay. Let's do IHOP. We walked in, and Roman, this guy was holding the door. The guy worked at IHOP. Roman goes, hey, you guys have bacon? He was like, we do. And he was like, I wasn't going in there if we didn't have bacon. <laughs> I was like, geez, man. My kids, they were on one this weekend for sure. Um, but, dude, yeah, awesome weekend. Hyped about it. Listen, that that's our wins. We got some wins. We want to help you line up a win, all right? My wife runs the Jefferson House of Flowers, and a week from today's episode is valentine's day and i'm just looking out for you guys here's some advice all right call in before valentine's day in fact the earlier you call in the better get the flowers ordered so that they go out first thing because that's how we do it i'll be there all day i'll be at the jefferson house all day uh on valentine's day and i see it happen guys come in at like three four o'clock we're out of flowers we're the lines backed up we can't deliver them until five or six o'clock it gets crazy on valentine's day Call before Valentine's Day. Call I'm now. Telling you, yeah. Call, call now. Yeah, yeah. Tell it, it, them just you need to go out on Valentine's say, Day. Say, yeah, exactly. And then so they'll do it in order. Like, boom, we got the first load here. Um, they'll go deliver it. Your girl get them early. Uh, everybody else will see them and be jealous. That's a good spot for you to be in, man. That's a good spot for you to be in for other girls to be jealous of your girl. They like that. All right. So I'm gonna give you the phone number for the Jefferson House of Flowers. Okay, seven six five four five two eight two six nine. Call them, order your flowers. If you go to their website, if you just follow them on Instagram or whatever, uh, go to their website, the JeffersonHouseOfFlowers.com. It's actually just JeffersonHouseOfFlowers.com. Uh, they got all kinds of Valentine's options on there. Just get on there, get your order in. Dude, line it up for when you're the earlier your girl gets the flowers, the longer she enjoys them, the more jealous other girls are, the happier she is with you. This is a win. Trust me, as somebody who sees guys desperate every year on Valentine's Day, get your order in. <laughs> Tell them the Week 15 podcast sent them there. There you go. There you go. If you see the flower man in there, be like, hey, I listened to this podcast, and uh, these couple jabronis told me they needed to come in here early. Get it done. Get it done. I like it. Are you a fan of unique handcrafted treasures? Look no further than our own wordworking and collectibles business. At the studio at Benchtop Designs, we specialize in creating exquisite woodworking pieces and have collectibles that will captivate your imagination. Each item is meticulously crafted with passion and attention to detail, making them truly one of a kind. From stunning wooden furniture to custom-made pieces, our collection showcases the beauty of available materials and the artistry through craftsmanship. Whether you're looking to add a touch of elegance to your home or searching for the perfect gift, our woodworking and collectibles are sure to impress. Visit our website at www.benchtopdesigns.studio. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at the studio at Benchtop Designs or go to our website, www.benchtopdesigns.studio. All right, I'm ready to get into today's episode. The last time Tyler was with us, we talked about the steals of the 2023 fantasy football draft. Today, we're going to talk about the biggest disappointments. If you listen to the last episode, uh, I kind of got into what I myself have learned to do differently next year. Um, we're going to talk about some of these busts and kind of how it relates to those numbers as well. But Tyler, go ahead. Give me your, we're going to, just like we did when he was here last time, I'll let you kind of explain what you're doing. But we're talking about the busts of the 2023 draft. Yeah, so uh, obviously... Injuries uh, come into account for some of these guys. Um, 
So like take, for instance, Nick Chubb, who was drafted in the first round. I threw him out. So anybody that was um, out for five games or more is not eligible for a bust on my list. And you can set Can't that. control that, yeah. You can set that however you want, four games, three games, whatever. Um, and then basically what I did is I looked at where, they're, where they were drafted on average uh, in 2023, where they finished, and uh, who was not worth um, drafting them there. And um, round one was really easy. Uh, so we've got Austin Eckler, who was drafted as the running back two after McCaffrey and Justin Jefferson. Um, he finished at running back 26. Brutal. So you could have gotten him in the third round if you were drafting perfectly. So um, he, he was definitely not a, a good finisher for you. Um, Fell outside of the top 24 running backs and um, coming off that monster year in 22, just super, super let down. Uh, the Chargers as a, as a team were pretty pretty let down this year. And see, I mean, like all I'm thinking about right now is all that, all that you know, talk in the offseason of running backs don't get paid enough. And Austin Eckler was kind of at the front of that. Like He, all- he, he requested a trade before 2023, didn't get it. Um and now Harbaugh is talking about Barkley, so he might be looking for other work. Yeah, I mean that's it's you run a risk when you want to go out there and talk about I don't get paid enough, running backs don't get paid enough. Like you cannot come and have a dud year, and he did. I know injuries were part of it, but dude, it, it, I mean nothing in his defense. L.A. was a mess. Yeah, the whole team, the whole offense, a mess. But he didn't do himself any favors. There was no wow factor. There was no look at how much of an asset I am to my team. It was rough. I mean, he kind of looked like he ran into a wall this year. Honestly, when when you're losing carries to Isaiah Spiller, yeah, that's rough. Josh Kelly, yeah. All right, round two, um, another easy one here. Josh Jacobs, uh, we drafted him at RB six. He finished as RB twenty eight. Right uh, down I've got, there. I've got another name for you here, Johnny. I'll let you break the tie. I couldn't really decide. Jalen Waddle, drafted wide receiver ten, finished wide receiver thirty four. Um, so Jacobs was drafted at, um, 13 overall and, um, Waddle was, um, there afterwards. We're talking about picks 12 through 24 here. So, um, drafted at six, finished at RB 28. That's Jacobs. Johnny, I'll have you break the tie. Waddle, uh, drafted wide receiver 10, finished wide receiver 34. I'm going to go with, uh, Josh Jacobs being the bigger, the bigger, bust between the two and, and I think it's kind of speaking for the positions I think in general running backs were bigger busts this year than because I I don't know what the points breakdown was between the two but I imagine that Waddle had more points I, I didn't write down how many overall points they yeah. had um, uh, if I was to guess though I would say it was probably Jacobs I know Waddle missed a handful of games with injury as yeah. well, and you can't control that. But he was a super letdown. But I mean, but the other thing too with that situation is you knew he was wide receiver two on his own team yeah. when you, before he drafted him. You knew that yeah. Josh Josh Jacobs was supposed to be a standalone running back this year. He wasn't. I mean, Zamir White still carries another guy who held out, uh, yep. but wasn't in shape after after his holdout and yep. just complained about pay. And you got you got to perform if you're going to do that, and they did not. Luckily, he's got a player's coach in Antonio Pierce for next year, so yep. uh, I probably won't fade him down that far come next year. Yeah, and their offense was a mess, too, Yeah, for sure. All right, round three, we are looking at picks 25 to 36. Uh, one name kind of jumped off the page here for me. That was Cooper Cup. Uh, we all knew that he was going to miss the first four games because they put him on IR. 
with the hamstring, uh, but we still drafted him at uh, wide receiver 12, uh, and he finished as wide receiver 40. Mm. So um, you could have taken Mark Andrews right after him, who who also had uh, injury-plagued year. But going right around him, you know, ETN, Olave, those guys all produced this year. So uh, Cooper Cup, definitely a letdown. We probably should have faded him even more knowing that he was going to miss four games. But then you had the emergence. I was going to say, uh, that being said, how could we have imagined that Cooper Cup was going to be a wide receiver too when he was healthy? Yeah. You know, I mean, not necessarily that he was on the game plan wide receiver too, but he, stat-wise, it ended up where he definitely was outshined by Puka Nakua. I mean, but we could have never seen that. Never seen that coming. All right, uh, round four, we told you so. Uh, Damian Pierce. Yep. Drafted at running back 18. He finished running back 55. We said over and over again, you can go back and find multiple episodes throughout the summer where you're saying, be careful. I think there's even a TikTok of us out there saying, stay away from Damian Pierce. Uh, He did miss four games, but he did fall into my uh, parameters. So another round four guy uh, who also was a huge, huge disappointment um, was Miles Sanders. Um, he was drafted at running back 17, finished at running back 52. Um, but I just, after Pierce kind of went crazy in 22, he was, he was highly sought after in the draft. Uh, Miles Sanders found a new home in Carolina, but those two guys were just absolute duds this year. So, so I, co- go ahead. Sorry. I just, I'm just saying, I hope you didn't draft them in the yeah. fourth round. Cody coming at us with some stats here. So Waddle and Jacobs, they were the bust for round, was it two? Two. Okay. So Waddle did finish with a little bit higher. He had 198.6, while Josh Jacobs finished with 181.1. Okay, so pretty close. But in comparison, Damian Pierce, 82.7. Miles Sanders, 87.6. Yeah. Brutal bust. We, we told you guys. Brutal. Devin Singletary's in town. If if Oof. he gets some run, it, Pierce could just be forgotten. Well, you know, we talked about how he was one of the first additions when the new coaching hire happened. Um, Gave just him a the, one-year prove-it deal, and I think that's exactly what he did. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So where we were right, we stayed away from Damian Pierce. We did. Let you guys uh, have Round number five. Um, Kind of a tough round here, uh, but Justin Fields did slide into the parameters. He was drafted as QB8, and he finished uh, quarterback 18. So not somebody you wanted to draft this year. Um, just a disappointing Bears season. They, they got it going late. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see what they're going to do this offseason. Me too. I think Fields is going to be wearing a different uniform, which is sad to me, but... See, I, I'm, I'm rooting against that, to be oh, honest. I am, I, as a Bears fan, I 100%. I, I think just as a quarterback... You know, surveyor. I, I would say Fields is much better than we give him credit for. Um, and that, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not super sold on anybody being a week one starter in this class yet. And I know it's a heavy class. I know we're excited about Caleb Williams. The hype is significant around him. Um, you know, we'll talk about this later. Uh, next week, post Super Bowl, is actually going to be our last episode of the season. We're going to start it back up again. Um, leading up to the NFL draft um, for 2024. But I'll tell you right now that I I do a lot of research on quarterbacks, and uh, I think these guys are good. I think there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this class, but I think that we have to have some caution when we start talking about a week one starter um, in the NFL. There's a couple guys. I mean, situation is everything. Yeah. this past draft. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be interesting, and we'll we'll dive into it then. So be – We'll take a break here for a couple months. I got a baby girl coming, but uh, we'll talk about that more here at the end. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where people go in the draft. 
I hope the Bears keep Fields. I do too. So I, <laughs> well, well, I mean, last year they traded away uh, the number one overall pick for an absolute king's ransom, yeah. and then look how that number one pick turned out. Yeah, I you mean, know, I mean, I mean, dud, complete dud. Unless unless they would have stayed and drafted Shroud, I mean, it would have been a waste. So I mean, imagine last year if they would have traded away Fields to take Bryce Young. Yeah. Like, it would have been a disaster. And I think this year we saw enough out of Justin Fields to not take that risk, trade the pick for another ransom, have a team, have a fleet of number one draft picks. But if one of those three guys pans out, it's just the same old story with the Bears. So they're, yeah. they're, in, a, they're in a hot spot. Let's move on here to round six. Um, two names, Johnny, I will let you decide. Uh, I think I know which way you'll go, though. Jerry Judy, drafted as wide receiver 27, finished wide receiver 50. Also in round six was Dalvin Cook. We drafted him at running back 29. He finished running back 75. I'm actually, do you think I was going to go Judy? I thought you were going to take Cook. Yeah, Cook is definitely who I'm going to pick right now. Sure. I mean, Jerry Judy was a disappointment. Let's make no, no excuses for him, but so was Russell Wilson. Dalvin Cook, I actually had a lot higher on the list than what you say he was supposed to be projected at running back 29. Yeah, I That's had where him, we drafted. I had him in my top 20 running 28 backs. 28 other guys were drafted before him. Yeah, and I had him. I had him in my top 20 running backs. Aaron Rodgers, a huge factor in that. Aaron Rodgers going down, but really, I mean, we saw him take a back seat to Brees, uh, Hall. Brees Hall all year long. Um, uh, Dalvin Cook ended up scoring 40 points. Cody with the hot stats real quick. 40 points this year. I mean I mean Brees Hall finished as running back two. So yeah. I mean yeah. it's just I wouldn't have guessed that was gonna how, be that. It's and how and you I, project it, you know what I mean? Once, I do think Aaron Rodgers would have been a difference maker. Once there, Salah saw that I mean Hall was completely healthy, it was like, okay. Yeah. James, you gotta go. And then have he was like Ravens. Zach Wilson can't throw the ball seventeen yards down the field and complete it, so we're just gonna check down on Brees Hall every game. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, crazy disappointment. I mean, you think about it, there's there's a handful of fifteen guys you picked up in the fifteenth round that scored more than forty points. Oh yeah. I mean almost almost if you drafted most, him. Most are HN. <laughs> yeah, mean. it's crazy. All right, round seven. Round seven was pretty solid. Uh, but we did have Jahan Dotson who was drafted at uh, wide receiver 35 and finished at 56. So sliding down 21 spots there. Definitely could have waited on him or let your buddy take him. Uh, another team that's just a mess. Disaster. Yeah, they can't even disaster. they can't even settle on a coach. <laughs> like the the rumors and the carousel and stuff. They have finally Dan Quinn. Yeah, they they've had finally, but it was like going to be the offensive coordinator from ben Johnson, the Lions, yeah. and then it was you know a couple other guys were in the mix. Um, I really thought it was going to be Eric Bieniemy. That's who it should have been, and he's he he's on the street now. They hired, yeah. they just hired Cliff Kingsbury today yeah. to run that offense. Yeah. Well, I, did they officially get him? Yeah. Because like it was like he was going to go to the Raiders, and then it was like no, he's going to go to the Commanders. Then it was like no, he's not going to the Commanders. He's with so the he commanders. is officially with the Commanders. Well, it makes sense. You get Dan Quinn, a defensive guy. You bring in an offensive guy. But I mean, Eric Bieniemy's got to be the top of the list right now as it sits. Eric Bieniemy, Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. I mean, it's crazy. Unemployed. Yeah. Some of the greatest minds in football right now. Unemployed. Wild. I would just. Uh, I would also like to say the uh, Kingsbury and Caleb Williams steam uh, train is picking up steam. So he trade the Bear- Bears need to trade that pick, man. It'd be crazy. Just move back one spot. Yeah, and, and get all kinds of stuff for. I mean, well, and see that's the thing though, for the Bears, he's the number one overall pick, right? He's supposed to be. So Washington he said he doesn't want to go to Chicago. He's been yeah. very open and honest. He, yeah. I, I don't want to go to Chicago. Yeah. So Washington, you can get a ransom there for just flipping one pick. Or, I mean, the, that bid is going to be high. 
the highest bidder. Like who? Once the they list? say this pick is on the market, this their phones, Pace's yeah. phone is going to be ringing. Yeah, on. and he, his greatest success was trading last year's pick. I, I think. I agree. I mean, they got DJ Moore out of the deal. Here we go talking about it again. I'm sure we'll bring it up next week too. Uh, what we're ready for? Round ten. Round eight. Round eight. I'm just all right. Um, another solid round here, but we had Marquise Brown. Uh, drafted in round eight, he was drafted as uh, wide receiver thirty nine, so just outside of wide receiver three range. Excuse me. Finished at uh, wide receiver fifty two. He's another guy that did miss three games, um, but just more bad offenses. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, rough. Uh, round nine, uh, Jamal Williams. Uh, he kind of had a lot of hype coming in because Kamara was going to miss time. I mean, he led the league in touchdowns last year. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. He was drafted as a uh, running back three. So he was at 35 overall. So 34 guys were taken before him, finished all the way at running back 61. He's another guy I'd be surprised if he had 100 points on the year. Dude. I didn't look it up. Yeah, I would Cody's be, on I it would right be now. shocked if he scored 100 points. Well, my thing is, coming into the year, it was like, okay, Kamara's missing the first four. Jamal Williams was leader in touchdowns. You're going to get some production, at least in the first four weeks. To me, coming into the year, Jamal Williams was a first four weeks guy. I believe he got dinged up. In the first couple weeks. He did, and we, we have given you advice to focus the, the fantasy season in chunks, and the first four weeks are the most important four games of the year, but he was just an absolute dud. Yeah, I mean, he ended up, Cody says he ended up with uh, 60.8. <laughs> yeah. He didn't score until the last game, last play of the year, and that was just because Jameis decided to not knee it. <laughs> Jameis just, he said, we made a collective decision, is what he said. <laughs> I mean, the thought process was Kamara would eat up all the early downs, they'd get in the red zone, and then boom. Yeah. Jamal Williams, but yeah. Wild situation there. Another terrible team, just saying. Uh, round 10, he's been all over the news the past two weeks. Kadarius Tony. <laughs> Did you listen to his Instagram live? Dude, he, he just, he, he just, every time he gets around a microphone, he gets himself in more trouble. I mean, it was bad. Dude. Like F bombs. <laughs> we words, barely understand what you saying. say. You barely understand him in the first place. Right. Kadarius uh, Tony drafted as wide receiver uh, 47. Finished 108. Dude. Wide receiver 108. And, and, and if he got negative points for drops, it'd be even worse than that. No kidding. And, and, you know, we've talked about this before, you know, played quarterback my whole life. Guy drops a pass, really doesn't phase you. Like, like if, when it happens once, it's like, dude, it happens, man. Like, Watch I, it, like, move on. Yeah, exactly. Like, it d means nothing to me. Second drop in a, in a single game, you're like, okay, he doesn't got it tonight. You know, like you cut, it's like, okay, crap, that's two. Like he doesn't got it tonight. But long term wise, it's not a thing. When you drop as many p passes as Kadarius Tony, it starts to be like, let's get someone else in here. And then you he know? loses the game for them on that. Yeah, and I still hate that. Side. I still hate that. But like, I, I'm willing to say he checked. It wasn't a good check. You should have made sure. You know, but it wasn't like he forgot to check. As a receiver, I would not count that as a check. I know I'm a high school receiver. Sure. You know, I, we, I preach to the guy. It's his you, fault. You it's his responsibility. Contact, you shake your head. You point. I'm on. Yeah. It, that was terrible. It yeah. was awful. Yeah. It just stack that on top of everything else that he's done this year. And now he's like, I'm health. Like, dude, you want to know how not to get another job? You want to know how not to play in the NFL again? Start calling out your team that's making a Super Bowl run, right. has the best quarterback, maybe one of the best coaches that we've ever seen. And <laughs> you're just like, oh, I'm healthy, man. Like, every other franchise in the league is going, freaking, I don't want this guy. I should be in a body cast with all these injuries. <laughs> so stupid. Keep your mouth shut and play ball. Exactly. And catch the freaking ball. It's just, Goodness, I mean, dude. we wanted a piece of Mahomes' offense. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean. But you know who ate, though? Rasheed Rice. Yeah. He said, I'll freaking catch these dime balls no you throw around. 
<laughs> you want to know who led the led the uh, NFL in yards after catch this year, Johnny? Was it Rasheed Rice? Rasheed Rice. Rookie we talked about in our very first episode. Crazy. You brought him up. I looked into him, and I was like, I love this guy. Yeah. I didn't know anything about him until you, start, until you put him on the notes, and yeah. I looked him up and was like, this guy. All right, well, if you drafted somebody in the 11th round you were disappointed in, uh, listen up to the show because uh, – we don't need guys in the eleventh round. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I stopped my search in the in the tenth round uh, with finishing up with Kadarius Tony. T- Cody throws this note at me. Tony's most yards that he had this game, the most yards he had in a game this year was thirty five yards. Thirty five, brutal. Three point five fantasy points. <laughs> he had five catches that game. So uh, oh, eight point five. Yeah, but he, seriously, man. I mean, geez, he's got talent. Just a bad attitude and he, the dropsies. They just need to just hand it to him. Yeah, just do the Debo thing. Yeah, gee whiz. Did you know the Jefferson House of Flowers has been a local Kokomo florist for almost 100 years? Our trained designers make beautiful arrangements for literally any occasion. You can send flowers for any reason. Birthdays, anniversaries, get well, congratulations. The list goes on. We make flowers for funerals, weddings, proposals, and even proms. Let's be honest. Receiving flowers, whether you're at home or at your work, it makes you feel special. You get butterflies and you feel loved, and that's what sending flowers is all about, the feeling that it creates. Call us at 765-452-8269 and let us create something special and send it out for you. Or you can stop in and see us at 4300 West, 100 North Kokomo. We always have a cooler full of flowers that are ready to go, as well as a boutique full of gifts. Shop local, support local, and send flowers. All right, for this next segment here, uh, I just got to start it off by... Toot toot my own horn here. I don't know if you guys follow us on Instagram or not, but I threw out my predictions for how this playoff run was going to go, and uh, I went 10 for 12. I I looked at it before you sent it to me and reminded me of how well you did, and I knew before you sent it to me, I was like, man. <laughs> like, I did decent. And I was like, ah, that's not bad, you know? And then I looked at Johnny's, and I was like, holy smoke. I bet $0 on any of these games, so it's just... So you were really confident about it. I mean, yeah, it was like, well, I told you earlier, if I would have actually bet, it wouldn't have happened. I, I changed the trajectory of the NFL season this year by not betting any money. Um, but yeah, you know, I go back, and I think of the reasoning behind some of these picks. It's like, I mean, you and I both picked the Buccaneers over the Eagles. Yeah, Just the easy. way... The Eagles yeah, are a mess. The, the mess that they've been, and the hot streak that Baker was on there for a minute. Um, we picked the home field lines over the Rams. Uh, great game, by the way. Oh, awesome game. It was a great awesome game. game. The ones I missed were I expected the Cowboys to beat uh, Packers. the Packers. But you know what? We've seen kind of a, in my opinion, maybe not on the scoreboard, but in from what the play that I've seen, uh, I thought Jordan Love's kind of been Jacqueline Hyde this year a little bit. Yeah. It, I mean, even within a game. He'll have a game where he had three touchdowns, but he also had some bad plays. I mean, the last third of the year, I want to say he was like a top three I agree. No, and he did. He, he really progressed. He really progressed. And I thought, you know, playoffs, new scenario for him. Uh, on the Cowboys, road, like the, you don't win and yeah. you know, Jerry, Jerry World. Da- Dallas has been great at home this yeah. year. Undefeated. Uh, I was ex- I was surprised. I was surprised. But shocked. Yeah, I missed that one. And the other one was I was shocked that uh, that the rook came in there and beat the Browns. Yeah, I, I, I picked I picked the Browns defense, who I believe to be the second best defense in the league. I was picking them over um, the tech over the rookie quarterback, and he played fantastic. Even missing Tank Dell, um, I was very impressed with him. Very impressed it, in the card world. Um, you know, I own a sp- sports cards business, still do. Uh, I've been taking you know some time off to work on some other things, but um, I still kept my my ear to the ground and, and cards. We actually did a run of our subscription box uh, this last month just to kind of see how the interest was there. And the prices of those boxes nearly doubled after the playoff win. 
he doesn't even have autographs in those products. People just and want a piece of people just want a piece of CJ Stroud. The Ohio State kid comes with the rookie head coach, takes it the Texans who never win in the playoffs, never make the playoffs, goes and gets a win with them in the playoffs. Um, the hype was absolutely bonkers. We're actually doing a break this weekend. If you guys like box breaks, we've got a break. Um, go, look up a Brothers and Cards Marketplace on Facebook and join our Facebook group. Um, I'll give you five dollars off your first break. Anybody that's interested, just make sure you shoot me a, a note in there. Um, but uh, you know, he, his his interest is so high right now that even Phoenix, which typically is like a three hundred dollar or less product, is sitting at like three ninety right now. And, and his autograph isn't even in it. Yeah, you're just hoping for the numbered parallels and things like that. So I mean, it, it was felt throughout the card world for sure, pretty crazy um, the hype. And then they lost the next week and nothing dropped. Like it's all still living on the hype of the one playoff win from this rookie quarterback. Uh, Ohio State helps there. The fact that he's a classy guy, you know, that helps a lot. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, an excellent season, and, and he did it. Look at his receiving crew. Yeah, I mean, Tank Dell was a great addition, but then he Nico dropped Collins, him off. Yeah, I mean, nothing. But before the year, we weren't talking about Nico. No, Collins, he was. Nothing. You know, I mean, I crazy. drafted a lot of him just because he was so late and he had an opportunity. Yeah. But man, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I missed those two, which were both shocking to me, actually. Um, and I nailed every single other game. Uh, got to the Super Bowl, and I have on the prediction that I post on January 13th before the playoffs started, I have the 49ers beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And now that we're here, I'm like, why did I put my, why did I put this against Mahomes? You know, I, Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. And and uh, I think I think the people that hate on him, I'm just like, dude, you know what? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Like, like, at some point, we have to say that this guy has been a starting quarterback in the league for five years. This is his fourth Super Bowl appearance. Yeah. That's that's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, he's he's up there with Brady right now. Yeah. And, you know, obviously. Yeah. I mean, Brady didn't do that. No. Uh, you know, I mean, he's he's been in the AFC Championship every year. He's been starting quarterback. It's insane. insane. Bur- Burrow got him once. Yep. Brady got him once. Brady got him in the Super Bowl when he was that's playing for. I'm just talking yeah. about oh losses. yeah yeah yeah. I'm just talking yeah. about yeah. Know, yeah. Burrow got him and Brady got him. Yep. I mean, come on, that's pretty good. Come on, pretty good. Uh, yeah. Class there. Yeah. Uh, well, so, he's got them. Like, so we're about to jump into a Super Bowl segment, Johnny. Are you wanting to take back that pick? <sighs> no. I'm I'm, I'm going to stick with the 49ers. I think the 49ers are the best overall team, and and what we're going to see is the best overall team against the best overall quarterback. And and I just, you know, do I think Patrick Mahomes can make some magic and make it happen? I do. If I was a betting man, which I'm not this week, <laughs> uh, but I, I would I would put my money on the 49ers. Here's why. The defense, and, and you know, you look at the contracts, right? You got a quarterback, one of the highest paid quarterbacks, $45 million a year. Brock Purdy's making $1 million a year. Yeah. Because he's only making a million dollars a year, they they were able to get the highest paid running back, highest one of the highest paid receivers, highest paid left tackle, highest paid linebacker, and Fred Warner. They have all these pieces that are world beaters, um, and, and they've been able to be organized by Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy. Something that I, I saw the other day when when I watched this clip, I thought he's going to win the Super Bowl. Was uh, uh, it's after the NFC Championship? Um, Nick Bosa. Another just incredible player. And you have Chase Young on the other side. Just yeah. Incredible players. Uh, Nick Bosa goes over and congratulates Brock Purdy. And he said, did you know that you were going to be this? Have you seen this clip? No. He said, did you know you were going to be this good? Brock Purdy said, I could be better. Dang. And I said, that guy's going to get a ring. I just, I really think the 49ers are going to come in with a good defensive game plan. I really yeah. do. Like, if you don't let Kelsey go off for 120 well, yards like he did in the in the – AFC Championship, 
they're they're so limited, you know. Yeah. You, you you shut down Kelsey and you put your best cover corner on Rice and you know, you make Mahomes beat you with- and you hit Rice. You hit Rice. Right. You check Rice and they have the bodies to do it, right? Um but you know, just thinking about like this whole year, this whole season, uh my my internet's gonna give me issues on this real quick. Um, but like when you look at the production of the Chiefs' offense throughout the season, there were several unimpressive games. I mean, I'm just no, we start- talked about yeah. it. Yeah, we talked about it. They went through a bad stretch. I mean, I'm, these these are these are scores that they've had starting at the very beginning of the year: 20, 17, 41 solid, twenty three. I don't think that's enough to win the Super Bowl. Not against forty nine ers. Not against forty nine ers. Twenty seven solid, nineteen, thirty one's good. Nine. I, I can't wait to get to this Raiders 21, loss. Twenty one on Seventeen. They beat the Raiders thirty one to seventeen the first time, but then they only score fourteen points the second time against them. They lost a game where they only scored seventeen, nineteen. Like the 49ers have a top three defense in the league. We'll see. It's gonna take magic from Mahomes, which he's capable of. The Chiefs but, have had a good defense all year as well, but, yeah. man, it's just so many mouths. you got yeah. Kittle, Ayuk, Samuel, McCaffrey. Yeah. The list just never really stops. And I just I just think that it's going to be it's gonna come down to 53 rather than one. I had a rule when I may have been a betting man in the past. I would never bet against Tom Brady, and I think that rule stays true with, with, with Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to bet against him. I'm not putting my money against him. But if I gun to my head I had to pick, I'm picking the 49ers. Yeah. So there you have it from us, both of us. We're picking 49ers. Cody, what are you picking? Chiefs 49ers. 49ers. Co- all three of us, us. He's with saying us. 49ers yeah, for this yeah. weekend. Uh, guys, listen, we're going to watch the game. We're going to eat some good food. We're excited about it. Next week, we'll have a recap of the Super Bowl, talk about some other things we're going to be looking for in the offseason. But that's going to be our final episode for the 2023 uh, round here. We'll be back in April, maybe May. We'll see how it goes. I don't know when the NFL draft is scheduled, but I got a baby girl coming, and I'm excited about that. Um, so we're going to take some time here to hang out with the families, get get geared up for baseball season and all that craziness. Um, we're not going to stop doing research. Heck no. We'll, we'll, we'll be, still be active on we'll our social great, medias. Yeah. We'll be active in the Facebook group. You'll see us. We're not going anywhere in those regards. But, yeah, uh, we appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next week. This podcast is a So Will I Studios production. So will I.